to Three Games Podcast for late September 2019. My name is Tom Chick, and my game of the week is not Borderlands 2. Ooh. This is Nick Diamond, and my game of the week is not Enemy Territory Quake Wars. Mm. And um, I'm Jason McMaster, and my game of the week is not the original Borderlands. Hey, you just copied my answer pretty much. All right, fair enough. No, no, no. I, I went one back. It's more old school. Right. Okay. Um, well, before we get into some Borderlands, because we want to talk about that, uh, Nick, what's going on with what? So you had this great reference, and you squandered it before we were recording. So I'm going to pretend I didn't hear this before and say, so Nick, you're playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Is there not a number in there? No, there is no number. It's a giant middle finger to a uh, reboot. But um, see, that was good. That was that's like it's like we didn't even work that out beforehand. Right. <laughs> so wait, right. a middle finger? Are you just saying that Activision flipped me the bird? They did. Ah. They flipped everyone the bird. Everyone Come on. the bird who. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me put it this way: anyone who, like me, was foolish enough to invest in the storyline <laughs> that started with Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare. Which is the good one, where the guy dies in a, in a nuclear blast, or yes. no? Yeah, and where oh, the yeah, that's the one, that's the one. airport massacre one. Yeah, yeah. Well, n- uh, no, 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 no. That's later. That's later. What What was the outrageous event in the in the one where the guy dies in the nuclear blast? Probably the nuclear blast. Yes. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I, you probably remember a little girl in Call London of, gets killed by it, I believe. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, sorry. <laughs> you probably remember as the game uh, in which you had to travel through uh, the Chernobyl uh, Pripyat and 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 you had a sniper mission and, and then there was a firefight around the uh, carousel. Mm, yeah, I don't remember it for that. <laughs> you, you have me recalling uh, Stalker, though. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, well, <laughs> that's a good game. <laughs> All right, so there's a long-storied yeah. history in, in modern warfare, so obviously I would want to revisit it with an updated modern reboot of Call of Duty Modern Warfare, right? What's this whole middle finger business, Nick? Come on. So, yeah, so they're, they're basically – they're calling it Call of Duty, no number, modern warfare, mm-hmm. um, and it apparently has the characters from – Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare that everyone loves, right? Like, I don't know, the guy with the big handlebar mustache that everybody I was going to say, yeah, for, yeah British right? guy with cool facial hair is the only right. character he's I the, can he's name. He's the guy, honestly. He's the guy everyone loves. Everybody yeah. follows him. Everybody loves him. Um, so apparently it's, it's just a, a straight story reboot. Like, never mind. Don't worry about anything that happened before um, because, you know, we started to go into space. And it was crazy. Oh, right, right. <laughs> and so don't worry about any of that. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Just start over. Start over. We're back to the good old going, days, right? When things going, were simpler. Yeah. Right. We're we're gonna go back to guy with the handlebar mustache uh, as your buddy, and you're fighting in uh, apparently a Afghanistan type area. Okay. And, you know, various places on Earth that are industrial and have a lot of warehouses. And therefore, lanes for you to attack each other in. But don't you start on a sinking ship? Is it that again? No, apparently not. Okay, I, I might be misremembering. I thought there was one where you started on a sinking ship. So that doesn't yeah, that was, happen. That was Call of Duty. Yeah. Oh, okay. But that doesn't happen here. So these are all new levels. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be all new levels. I mean, keep in mind this was the beta, so all we had was multiplayer. Okay. So you, oh, I see. So you, you're just the middle finger comes from the multiplayer. The, the single player might be awesome, which is what Call of Duty is mainly it known might, for, right? Yeah, it might be great. Yeah. It might be super great, yeah. Um, but, yeah, apparently the, the last uh, in the line of this Call of Duty is basically Kit Harrington as Moon Man in space, and you fight him in a giant mech in a VTOL spaceship. Right, the mech, and isn't Kevin Spacey the bad guy? Well, that was one of them, yeah. That's not <laughs> it. <laughs> There, basically, in my head, Nick, there's this Call of Duty Modern Warfare slurry, and that's yeah, just jumbled, sort of sloshing around in my brain. They jumble together, right? Yeah. They jumble together. It, does, it doesn't help that I'd say for the past, I don't know, 
four, five installments of it. It's basically one team will innovate something. Like they'll go, oh, we're going to do jump jets or whatever. And then right. the next team goes, yeah, we're doing jump jets too, but in a different storyline. <laughs> right. And and generally, uh, although I don't think this is necessarily true of the last one or two, but it used to be that a Call of Duty box would include three things. A single-player campaign, which is basically just shooting galleries and corridors, which is fine. Uh, multiplayer, which is where you go online and kids kill you in three seconds and then you get frustrated and stop playing that ever again. Yep. And co-op, which is what I always gravitated towards, whether it was like zombies or some uh, survival mode or something like that. So you used to get three things in a Call of Duty box. You're saying we haven't seen the single-player yet. Hold that thought on the co-op. So the middle finger, the the stuff that you take objection to, is the multiplayer, which has been in beta, correct? Correct. And what's going on with that? It's, how could that it's – a, it's a time-worn, proven formula. What could go wrong? Well, they could uh, pour all their resources into uh, trying to copy Battlefield. Right. That doesn't sound like a bad idea, though. Big open areas and vehicles. I'm on board. McMaster, are you with me? I need you to, to fly the helicopter, McMaster, while I shoot yeah, out the door man, at I'm, people. I'm down, yeah. Okay, yeah. sweet. All yeah, right. No, it sounds great. I mean, on paper, it sounds – I mean, look, if you're a Battlefield player and you uh -huh. feel burned by the last couple of Battlefields because maybe World War One and World War Two are not your thing, right? You don't, uh -huh. you don't care about iron sights for everything, so you're like, dang it, where's my – you know, near future red dot or holographic sites and, right. you know, whatever, blah, 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 and fighting China or, you know, or revitalized Soviet Union or, or whatever evil, you know, conglomerate force, you know, we're going to make up. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, helicopters and infantry fighting vehicles and tanks and blah, 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 blah. Um, so if you feel burned by that, right, this, I think this is the you know, Activision's kind of foray into, well, hey, you know, Battlefield and DICE and EA, boy, they kind of dropped the ball this past couple of times. Why don't you guys come over here? And hey, all you Call of Duty folks, you know, they, let's give you a new mode, right? And it's, so it's, it's been sort of sold as this, it's called Ground War. So um, far, Nick, I'm not hearing any middle finger. I am instead yeah. hearing a, a uh, come hither index finger. Right. And like held out towards me. Yes. Yeah. Great. Absolutely. Right. 32, 32 v 32 on a map. Um, it basically copies the battlefield kind of domination uh, mm -hmm. or conquest gameplay. Right. But it's mm -hmm. sort of an outgrowth of domination from Call of Duty, which became conquest in Battlefield, which now in Ground War is is this. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a big map, uh, at least in the beta. It was called Karst River Quarry, which is like a pit with a bunch of buildings in it, and then there were uh, some, you know, points that you had to take over, right? Mm -hmm. um, all sounds pretty good. You got a couple armored fighting vehicles, you got a couple of ATVs, and then a, a little bird helicopter for each side. Sweet. Uh, 32 players spawn in, and you go at it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, doesn't sound bad. Number one, though, no environmental destruction. Hmm. So you I kind of expect that these days, right. somewhat. Yeah. Even if it's just some token effort. Yeah. Yeah, you can't blast through anything. And hilariously, there are there's a because these are all warehouses and you know these industrial type buildings, right? There's a ton of these frosted over windows. You can't even <laughs> you can't even break those windows. Okay. So you're literally seeing like, you know, AFVs like shoot their main guns at these windows and nothing happens. <laughs> right. Now, to be fair, though, like, for instance, in, in uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds, well, with the, yeah. does anything break in that? Or is this is this basically just a sort of a backward step in using uh, an older tech to create a modern gameplay mode? Like in Pub Battlegrounds, could you break windows? Oh, I mean, you, yeah, you can shoot through walls and you can, yeah, you can shoot through stuff, walls yeah. and. Whoa! Windows. So it doesn't even meet the standards of like that technology for environmental destruction. Well, there's no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go so far as to say there's destruction in PUBG either. There isn't like you're not blasting yeah, the wall. Yeah, down yeah, you're not. Like yeah, but you can at least shoot through the walls and. There, and so there's and no you invulnerable. You don't have these frosted over invulnerable uh, glass panes in in PUBG. No, I don't, right. no, I don't think so. Yeah, 
But okay, so you have that here. So, so Nick, you're just saying I have to adjust to this idea that all walls are inviolable, even if I can see through them. As long as I am okay with that, I would be okay with the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Eh. Well, the other wrinkle would be how much do you love killstreaks? Oh, I love them when I get them. I hate them when anybody else gets them. Okay, so now think about I've got 64 players. I only want one of the 64 players, me. I want 63 players to not get any kill streaks. (laughs) To never get them. Correct. Uh, Yeah, unfortunately, it's it's 15 to 20 minutes of pure nothing but kill streaks going off at all times. And presumably Activision knows enough to sort of – tamp down on the swinginess of the kill streaks. They're mild kill streaks rewards, no, right? Like it's no, minor no. stuff like maybe my clip holds more ammo. Mm, no. Nope. <laughs> nope. You're calling in missile strikes and dive bombing jets and helicopter snipers and napalm and it's and UAV. The, the UAV is con- right. it's it's basically I, I'm not even sure why they have the UAV right. anymore. Just, Just have leave it turned on. Everybody, right. yeah, turned on 24-7. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Right. And so the other part is, and I didn't, I don't think I've ever realized this in a Call of Duty game, uh, but I hate the announcer for the kill streak. I can't even picture him. Which, yeah, I don't, I, did, I never remembered that voice until this because it's literally... Uh, UAV incoming hot, UAV right, incoming right. hot, UAV incoming hot, UAV, and you're like, oh my god, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> wow, yeah, okay. Now, is that, I wonder, like, do you think that's something that they will tune, or, I, I guess I if, every, if you've got 32 thing. people playing on a side, and they're each racking up these killstreak rewards, I can't think of any way around that. Yeah, and it's it's super it's so I, I think it's it's no secret, right? With either domination or a capture the flag or any of these team based, you know, uh, kind of multiplayer shooters, right? When one side starts winning, right, it's a little harder for the other team to catch back up, right? Mm-hmm. In this case, though, you have thirty two players dropping, you know, missile strike cruise missile strikes like over and over again. <laughs> Right. Like it's ridiculous. It's it's impossible. It's uh, now, it's so lopsided that it's not even uh, you know fun. Now I don't want to step on anybody's toes here because maybe this is something you were going to bring up. But I want to read something that someone wrote whose uh, opinions on these shooters I really trust, uh, and I, and then I want your opinion on it. Mm. Uh, Time to kill is still very Call of Duty. This is someone writing about the Call of Duty. Uh, Modern Warfare Beta. The time to kill is still very Call of Duty. While the map is big, it's not so big that it actually needs vehicles. And the vehicles don't allow for wacky shenanigans that the Battlefield games allow. Uh, It almost feels crowded. It's like a Battlefield version of Nuketown. And the thing about Battlefield is that you get intense bursts of combat with stretches of movement and situational assessment between them. The long bits of travel and thinking about how to enter combat are part of the rhythm. Without that, you're just doing the kill, respawn, kill, respawn, kill, respawn dance. A different mode should feel different, but in this Call of Duty Modern Warfare's new Ground War mode, there's no contrast. You'd get the same rhythm in normal Call of Duty team deathmatch. Who wrote that, and how do you feel about that? Yeah, I think Jason wrote that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it, I, here's the thing. I, well, I, I didn't write that. Obviously, but here's the thing. I I don't think it's – if you enjoy this, if you uh-huh. enjoy a Nuketown-type experience, it, great. I, you know what? I, I guess Ground War is going to be awesome for you. Uh-huh. Um, but for me, I, I just feel like if I want to play in Nuketown, there's Nuketown. I mean, right. there's been Nuketown for the past, I don't know, like seven iterations of Call of Duty, right? If I want that, I'll jump into a Nuketown deathmatch. If I want to play something called Ground War that promises to have vehicle travel and uh, actual team play, well, I don't know. I'm not getting it here, you know? <laughs> well, just to be clear, that was something you wrote, and, and I thought it was a very astute observation, just in terms of the overall feel of 
you know, when you have a big area like that, the big area should mean something by varying the rhythm. Uh, and that's something that Call of Duty has never really been good at because I don't think it wants to be good at it. And so, therefore, they don't quite understand or at least execute what a lot of us appreciate about larger open maps. Um, and that, to me, just sounds like, uh, well, I, it, that kills my interest, by the way, in, in any Battlefield uh, style of gameplay that they're attempting to imitate. Yeah, it almost feels like, um, I, I can't remember the name of the... Uh, it was like a, I think it was a Sony exclusive. It was like a hundred players. Oh, very Mag or Ma was it Mag? Yes. Or was that I right? think it was Mag. Yeah, right? yeah. So yeah it feels a lot one. like that. If you took away what Mag had, would was a uh, a pretty smart like respawn system, right? With ticketing, like I think they were the one of the first ones to do that. Mm -hmm. and, and this doesn't have that. <laughs> In fact, yeah, this doesn't have that ticketing system at all. Like this is still using the same Call of Duty instant respawn system. So, right. like, why wouldn't I just rush right back into battle? Why would I take my time? Yeah, there's no. That's the thing is, I I think there, it, there's this weird balance that designers have to come up with, and it makes me glad I'm not a designer because I wouldn't know what to do. Uh, you have to disincentivize getting killed, but you don't want to force players to sit through downtime. And I personally, I think it's a great idea if I get killed, enforce some kind of downtime on me. Make me not want to get killed. Uh, but I think the Call of Duty series has always catered to people who just constantly want to get in there and be shooting someone and be getting kills. Uh, just this instant gratification approach to shooters, which is fine for some people. Uh, you, I mean, you don't want to get killed in those games because of your kill streak. I mean, that's really their punishment. You, ah, your kill streak starts right. over. Right. It ruins like, your record. You don't get well. Yeah, but you don't get anything good with two kills. Right. You have to have a number of kills in that. So game if you die, it. that's right. You're not building up towards right. a cruise missile strike. I see. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's that's their disincentive, at least in in my view. But I, the question is, does it work in that large of an environment? And I didn't I didn't play in the beta. Uh, I've heard very positive things about it, and I've heard negative things. So mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's weird. Well, it sounds like they're. I mean, that just ties into what Nick mentioned earlier about the the constant kill streak rewards. If that's the disincentive for dying, oh no, I lost my kill streak towards the more powerful strike. Uh, if they're if they're slaving that system of disincentive to a larger map, they're just painting themselves into this corner of having constant kill streaks bombarding the map. Um, I mean, and and that's true, but that is always what they've done. I mean, that's you know, that's the. That's the, uh, the online multiplayer Call of Duty thing. You're building right. your character up. You're, you're getting more and more badass and getting better weapons to kill noobs with or people that have r ranked up and started over. Kill them with them. You know. So. And what's damning, too, about I, I think what, what Nick has written here is what does that do to vehicles? Like if the map isn't big enough to need vehicles, is a vehicle just a big old suit of armor you wear so you can take damage and you have a big gun? Like what? If I don't need a vehicle for traversal, what's it doing for me? Making me kind of tough and invulnerable for a little bit until someone shoots a bazooka at it, right? Right. Right. Yeah. The and and the other thing, like I said, is unlike any of the battlefields, the vehicles in this, like players can't do the crazy thing. Like they can't crawl on top of the vehicles and create. You know, like 20 men jumping on a, on a tank and, you know, it rolls down the way and they're like falling off or shooting in different directions and, you know, basically breaking the rules of the vehicle, right? right. Like this is literally you jump in and one other person jumps in and mans the turret and that's it. And, hey, by the way, hope you don't hit a rock on the way because there's no destruction so you can't go around, <laughs> you know, you can't bust through the rock or a little twig. Like, <laughs> now, surely, surely, Nick, there's like a picket fence I can drive a tank through. Surely that level of destruction exists somewhere on the map. I mean, it might, but the <laughs> most of the things on the map are like these little, they're like the little laughable concrete traffic barriers that. Oh, right, right. You know, if you if you play Battlefield, like you're used to just smashing right through those things. Right, right. Uh, is it just uh, whoever gets to the vehicle spawn point first gets the vehicle? Do I have to do anything to be eligible to drive around in a tank? No, no, it's just whoever gets there first. All right, McMaster, uh, I'm going to need you to camp out at the spawn point for the tank. 
Okay, and then wait for whenever it spawns. Roger. Get in it. Don't I get the I call the gun. You get to drive me around while I shoot things with the gun. Are you down with right. that? Oh yeah, usually the gunner's got his head sticking out the top of it or something. So well, yeah, no, that sounds, that sounds no, good. You can't snipe. Come on, you can't snipe a gunner out of a tank. What kind of crappy tank lets you do that? Okay, in that case, McMaster, the helicopter. I need you to fly me around. I'm I'm gonna be manning the guns. Oh yeah, that's fine too. All right, good. Don't 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 <laughs> crash and get us killed. All right, I'll see what so, I can do. So, Nick, we do know uh, it's got single-player campaign. It's got this multiplayer mode, which uh, adds ground war. Uh, and they're bringing back the uh, – I forgot what they're called. The little survi – not survival missions. Because the survival is the mode that only the PS4 gets. What Spec Ops, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's the co-op. Like the Spec Ops co-op mode. Um, and then there's a – yeah, there's some kind of survival mode that apparently only the PS4 gets. Which for like a year, is I think. awesome. Yeah, for yeah. a year, which effectively means – on PC, you'll never see it. <laughs> right, because within another year, a new Call of Duty will come out, and the player base will move on to that instead of playing the Spec Ops. Right. Yeah. 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 All right, and when well, when does cool. <laughs> when does this actual thing actually come out? I thought this was oh, out already. Uh, well, the multiplayer beta was this weekend. Um, they had a previous weekend as well, um, but that was mostly just the regular team deathmatch and a two v two version. Uh, or mode that they had. Um, and then I, I think there's another beta in a couple weeks, and then, and then it, you know, we'll hit November and it's out. Okay. So they've got plenty of time to tune this and make it better. Yeah, and they could. They've, they've already talked about, yeah, we kind of hear you on the, um, the spawn points, which right. that was another whole issue during this thing where you would just spawn into the middle of a riotous firefight and just right. die immediately. Right. <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll revisit this maybe in November, see how it turned out. Yeah, I'm excited. All right. McMaster, what's this thing you're playing? Because here's <laughs> now something that I've actually played maybe uh... the opening hour of. So I never got out of the hub where you talk to a bunch of NPCs and basically do tutorial nonsense. You, however, have gotten a lot farther in what game? Greedfall. Now, why is it called Greedfall, by the way? Because it's Greedfall. No, it's um, because, I guess, it's all colonization and colonialization. Is there a town called Greedfall, or a, is it the name of a continent, or it's just a cool no, word they invented? It's just a cool word they invented. So, like... The whole point of the, the whole like general plot of the game is you're from the old world and wherever the hell that would be and you um you, you, there's a plague going about and uh, a lot of people are sick and the hope is you can find a cure on this island of Tier for D. Wait, wait, what word did you just say? Tier for D. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I speak a little Tier for D. What but, the. Uh, <laughs> What the f? <laughs> yeah, dude. There's so much uh, like made up like words and language in this. Uh, it's, it was like it's like Esperanto or something. I don't know what's going now, on. Where, anyway. where the, the developers called Spiders, right? Are, they, are these like yeah. Eastern European developers, or who are these folks? Do you know? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine these are North Americans. No. Okay. Uh, this ha I, I've, they've they've made a few other games. Um, which, by the way, obviously, I mean, it's it, it says it's a game by spiders, and it just makes me go, are spiders trying to screw with me here? Are they trying to get me in their parlor? Because I don't buy it, right? Right, anyway, right, yeah. Um, All right, so there's a disease. You have to go to Tier Freaky to find yeah, the cure, right? And it's, what, it's kind of an interesting setup because it's not like you're an adventurer, right? It's not like... It's not like you're some kind of like, oh, what a rough and ready fighting bastard that they're sending out there to just bust chops. No, no, no. You're like a dandy. Ooh. And, and you're, you are the legate for this the community, and your cousin is going to be like the governor. So you go over and... And this is what kind of irritates me about the game. is like, you know, I'm the legate, and I'm in the town. That I, uh, you know, that my family and whatever owns, basically. Right. You should be and, the Jared Kushner in this game. Yeah, totally. And so instead <laughs> of getting to, like, screw shit up and get a Wu-Tang album that nobody ever gets to hear or nothing like that. No, every quest I go on, I have to run into, like, 
Wait, that's not Jared Kushner, but whatever. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> I was like, wow, he had a musical career before. I didn't realize. No, no, <laughs> that's that asshole that jacked up the the AIDS uh, drug. What's his name? The Martin Scarelli. He got the Wu Tang album, right? So anyway, um, so I go over to yeah. You, so you're a privileged. Uh, you're right. a child of of privilege and wealth. Uh, you should be entitled to all sorts of amenities. You go over to this town where you are. A, 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 political bigwig and what happens every time i go into for a quest or something everybody gives me the damn runaround and it's like do you do you know who i am there's no option to like stab someone when they when they're giving you shit you know like there could be like some sort of like scullery guy or whatever there and he's just like giving me the business i should be able to stab him in the face because (laughs) because no one you know this is I'm not, and I'm not advocating stabbing people in the face. I'm just saying that. Sounds this, like you have a, a, a really uh, minimal amount of patience for quest vendors. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's kind of the. It's it's like fine if I'm a new guy here and I'm just some asshole. Fine. Yeah, sure. Give me the runaround, whatever. My like my best friend and cousin is the governor of the entire freaking place. And I'm like the second in charge. So why do I have to do all this running around? Master, there's there's a word for what you're describing, and you can say it, and people will think you're either A, super smart, and or B, uh, super snooty. What you're describing is – Here we go. Well, use this word. Ludonarrative dissonance. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. nice. Okay, sure. Ludonarrative dis- uh, dissonance. Right. <laughs> and I need you to give a talk at GDC about it. I will. I will. Trust me. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Uh, All right, so beating down the door. And so if you had been just a regular adventurer, this kind of would have worked. But So if we were to ignore the fact that it doesn't right. quite live up to its premise, you're going over yeah, yeah. here. You're adventuring. You're leveling up. You're getting loot. You're, I guess, adding characters to your party. You're yeah. finding a plus one sword. How does that stuff work out? All right, so uh, to the more interesting parts, I will say you do get to create a character at the beginning. You do not get to name your character. You are whatever Lord or Lady de Sarde, which sounds like Sade and the Marquis de Sade, but whatever. <laughs> I, I just don't understand <laughs> that name. But uh, you you get to choose between three different classes. You get to choose warrior, technical, or mage. I, be- I believe it's mage or arcane or something like that. I chose technical. Technical is like a gun user in traps. They're thieves, basically. Um, and you get to, you know, make what you, you know your appearance and all that stuff. But oddly enough, there's like not a ton of skills or talents or anything. It's actually kind of a bare bones advancement. What's- What's the incentive? Like, what what starts that dopamine drip that makes you want to keep playing? Is it a loot chase? If it's not the skills, is it um, is it exploration? What what's the pull forward so, through this game? So I guess for me, at least initially, it's the exp- it's always going to be the exploration. But in this game, it's 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 cool, but it's it's also a little disappointing because I was expecting a little bit more open world. But it is indeed zones like uh, that Dragon Age one, the third one or fourth one or whatever it was. Uh, so it's just kind of larger zones that are all interconnected that you can travel through. Um, there's a number of like quest markers and stuff, but there's just there's kind of like most of the maps I've been on so far are kind of empty, to be honest with you. So you, they're pretty, and there's a lot of space, but like, you know, there might be like a handful of monsters here or there, but it's not like you're out there finding like super cool, like caves and treasures and stuff so far, at least. Okay, okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the, the role-playing part of it is like, I will say it is like 90% running back and forth, and that's what bothers me. That That's really the irritation, is I'm tired of just kind of, point a point b point a point b retreading just to like go to talk to this one guy and then oh you got to go talk to this guy you know <laughs> and that and it gets it just get cut it gets kind of old and there's like a ton of it like the the combat is minimal compared to that well that's what i was going to ask is the two questions that this raises for me when you talk about a lot of back and forth uh a is there any sort of meaningful travel or traversal or is everything can you just fast travel around does the game do anything yep. interesting to in to to make the act of moving back and forth for these fetch quests or whatever so, does it make it interesting in any way and b uh 
uh, presumably the combat would make it interesting. How is the combat? So those two questions. Okay. Uh, so traversal. Traversal, uh, it, it has ups and downs. Uh, <laughs> but the you... <laughs> <laughs> when you reach the edge of a stone, you get to choice to travel, and it tells you a certain amount of time because there is a twenty-four hour cycle, and timing does does matter. Like okay. at a certain time, you know, oh, you got to go out here at night to see the ghost of old jackass out there, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's not a ghost of old jackass. I'm scared. Yeah, but, that so, you know of, there might be. The, right, right. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't write the game, but I'm just gonna assume. Uh, God, that so, would be a great quest. God, if if I wrote the game, you know there would be. But anyway. You, you go and uh, you, you stop at a camp midway through, and this is kind of their fancy loading screen. Uh -huh. So once you stop at the camp, though, you can shop. Uh, you can deal with your party and stuff like that, which was nice. Mm -hmm. um, but once that's done, you can load into the next area. So it's really just kind of a fancy loading screen. Uh, but everything else is, is just, yeah, you know, fast travel, though. I don't know if you well yeah you can take carriages on the edge of towns I think to just about anywhere but otherwise I think you have to travel through the zones. Uh, when you're doing this camp stuff, is it the kind of game where you have to eat food and is there crafting? Uh, I'm positive there's crafting, but you do not have to eat okay. or anything like that. Um, as to the combat, so mm -hmm. it, I don't know. Maybe there's like some sort of higher difficulty level, but with my technical character it just and i just streamed a little bit of this it's almost kind of comical but like i use a pistol and so i get into combat and there's always guys you know they're gonna start running at me and i just shoot the bejesus out of all of them like i, I was in an arena against these big bears that have all this armor and stuff and i just shot one and then i kicked it until it died <laughs> i mean that this shouldn't happen right so like I, I don't know it, it's it's a little too it's a little too easy at least for the character I'm I'm playing um, now I will say of course there's going to be places where uh, they they don't do that rubber band leveling I don't believe so far because there's been intensely stronger monsters than me that I've seen okay that you know I didn't want to uh, fight but the ones that have actually have fought have been kind of. Even the ones that have like a lot of armor and a lot of health have been kind of comically uh, easy to. And you kill. say it's zone based. Are you gated from certain zones? Like, is the is it? Do you think it might be walking you through the levels that you're ready to beat, or is it like a dragon's dogma where you can go anywhere and you're outclassed by things that are uh, more powerful than you? So I can't 100% guarantee this, but I think you can go anywhere. You just have to kind of go. You have to go to it first. Uh, I haven't really tried, but I, I've seen that, you know, I mean, there's nothing stopping me from going okay. to the next areas. Um, like a Bethesda thing. Like, it'll it'll guide you to certain areas, but if you wanted, you could just walk off and check out other places if you wanted. Right, as far as I can tell, right. right. Yeah, that's right. what it seems to be. Because I've been following pretty much the quest uh, to an extent, other than just kind of traversing around some of the larger zones to see what's going on. And does it become party based? Oh, it is. It starts off party yeah, based. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so you it's got... you and two other dudes, I believe, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Don't forget Kurt, man. Listen, Kurt. Kurt's a good guy. I, are you romancing him? Oh, yeah. No, that is one of the funniest things in the world to me, <laughs> is there is this point in the... I don't know if you did this as well, but you can talk to Kurt, and it is the strangest conversation option I've ever seen in a game. It's literally, like, the first thing you can ask him is, like, Kurt, are are you lonely? And it's like, there's no, hey, Kurt, how you doing? There's no, hey, Kurt, you lonely? And it's and Kurt's like, uh, why, you want to make me not lonely? <laughs> I don't swing that way. You know, if you're a guy, I don't know what it does with the, the, the women characters. Awkward. Like, yeah. Yeah. Are you lonely? <laughs> it is so much, there's so much jank in that game. Like, there's this one point where I go talk to my cousin, I ask him about his parents, and then the tree comes back, and there's another selection under the parents one that says parents, and I choose it again. Again, it's the same dialogue. So I just have like multiple trees of the exact same dialogue about this dude's parents. Uh, it's just really strange. Uh, uh, the worst part of this game, honest to God, is for some reason with my Xbox controller, it's like 80% dead zone uh, on the right stick. So to make my character move, I have to like hit it all the way to the right to make the camera turn. And then it just goes really fast. And then this, the left stick has a roughly the same thing. And if you barely get it outside of a little zone, he stops running and just starts walking. It's like all this kind of goofy stuff. Right. But to me, it's better than playing with a mouse and keyboard. 
Uh, and the, the the combat is pausable. Is it is it paced such where you you fight and you pause and set things up, or do you even use the pause? Like, is it the sort of combat that expects you to just sort of run through it in real time, and the pause is there if you want to check something, or do you think it's based on frequently pausing? For me, I don't. I haven't been pausing it. I, okay. I even forget about it. You know, just because it's you know just take over the. Uh the kind of twitch reflexes stuff takes over and I start just killing. Uh, your two NPCs, they do fine on their own. You don't, do you control yeah. them or they just go out and, and so you don't kill control things. them. As, as far as I know, you don't control them, but anyway, you, you, uh, you do obviously you control their, uh, equipment and stuff. Right. Um, and I have a, there are more and I, I don't have the exact same party. I still have Kurt, but, um, I have this lady from the Island with me now. Um, uh, who's pretty cool. I mean, some of the storyline stuff is pretty interesting, though the, like, the voice acting is real uneven. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and some of the facial animations are, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, and there was a guy I was just talking to earlier that I swear to God I think was Jar Jar Binks, but I'm, I don't know, I can't. I'm at best, could be. I'm sure oh. he's, he might be doing video game work but yeah he's one of the islanders it's like oh you know it's like i was expecting him to ask say something like misa or something right you know it's just like the same cadence so mcmaster you you mentioned up front that uh it's got this colonial setting does it do anything to distinguish itself or to make it feel differently from this kind of game if it had had elves and orcs and uh fantasy castles with uh, with kingdoms and whatnot, does the colonial setting do anything to really make it feel different? If I'm sick of fantasy stuff, is this the game I should play? I mean, you know, if you look at it like that, sure. But uh, I mean, they always use the. It's like The Witcher Two used the same uh, setting for kind of colonialism. So uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, there's not, as far as I know, there's no elves. And, and stuff like that, but yeah. well, the yeah. the Witcher was definitely a uh, higher level fantasy with with yeah. elves and dragons. Is this like a low fantasy? Like, do you do you ever fight monsters? Have you met an yes. orc yet? No, I haven't met any orcs. But I'll tell you, um, the game that it most reminded me of at the beginning that made me kind of excited was like Gothic, but it doesn't have that freeform kind of Gothic thing going for it that I, that I really miss, which is the the sad part. Um, right. But it the setting is. It, it's most like gothic to me, honestly. So there are monsters. Oh, yeah, there are monsters. There's well, I guess there's like, magic, too. You mentioned there's a yeah. wizard, so oh, yeah. that right there. Okay, that fair enough. Yeah, Yeah, and uh, yeah, the lady, one of the ladies, uh, lady in my party, she's like got magic powers and stuff. So, I mean, there, there's all sorts of weird stuff. So, McMaster, are you considering uh, romancing her? Yeah, I don't really care. Um <laughs> I uh, I just want to romance a roast beef sandwich or something, really, at the end of the day, my guy. You know, he's just so fucking. Uh, I accidentally, last night, I accidentally had sex with a prostitute. Uh, there's a there's an RPG that just came out called Stygian, Reign of the Old Ones, and it's got this cool <laughs> Edward Gorey's uh, Edward Gorey style uh, animation, the, the artwork, and it's a Lovecraftian RPG where the the city of Arkham has been. Uh, transported to another dimension, which is presumably huh. a way that they can focus it on one area. But you, it looks pretty cool. It looks like it has pretty in-depth combat, which I'm not sure how that'll bear out. But I was doing the part where you just walk around and you're talking to the NPCs, and there's like a, a, a woman of questionable means in an alley that I was talking to. And at a certain point, I didn't mean to pick this, but I picked the option to uh, hire her for sexual services, which I didn't realize. I was like, whoa, whoa, and the game blacks out. Like, it, there's a pause, uh-huh, and it, it sort yeah. of fades to black and then comes back in. And I was like, whoa, I just accidentally had sex with a prostitute, but uh, I, I gained sanity for it. It recovers well, yeah, I mean, sanity points. I mean, that, that's what happens, yeah. That, that's, <laughs> that's the only reason that they're around in the first place, yeah. is that sanity. Right. All right, so uh, Greedfall... Uh, I Yeah, I, I lost interest in it pretty quickly. I enjoyed watching you play it for a little bit. Uh, but I just think there are that that's a, uh, a tough genre to to ask for someone's thirty you know twenty thirty hours for like there's oh, so yeah. many great right RPGs now? yeah even even old ones like I'm still back at Pillar of Eternity one oh, there's yeah. so many other rich open well written uh, varied flexible worlds to explore with your twenty or thirty hours I just know there's you know Greedfall would be so far down the list for me at this point. 
Um, and it's yeah, it's not a bad game. It's like right. I said, it's just just janky, and uh, right. it's something I'll probably play more of, but it's not top of the list. Right. All right. Uh, all right. Well, moving on. I need to uh, just take a moment out here, real quick. I I need oh. to uh, apologize to uh, Ubisoft okay. for uh, many years. Oh. I've I've trash talked the quality of the writing in their games. Uh, I thought I thought that they were I thought that Ubisoft was the just the worst in terms of soulless, ineffective corporate storytelling. Like they make great games, but they are narratively awkward at best. Is how I would characterize it. Uh, you know, there it tends to be a a dead husk that's vaguely shaped like a character or a story, <laughs> and then they put a game in there. So. I've I've been dinging Ubisoft on this for a while. Uh, they they finally changed things quite a bit with Assassin's Creed Odyssey, by the way. But I now need to apologize to Ubisoft because all those years I hadn't yet played Borderlands Three. So this game now <laughs> oh, has oh, yeah. has blasted from my mind, and this is a this is a painful process. It has blasted from my mind any fondness for the previous sense of humor or, or even the aesthetic. Of the earlier Borderland games, like now Lilith is just annoying. Uh, I, you know that fat mechanic chick; she's not the least bit funny. The sexy bar owner is this insipid caricature of a sexy bar owner now. I don't like her anymore. You know, the oh, quests, no, no. the NPCs, anything in this game that talks or that anything in Borderlands 3 that is not being directly shot or driven is for me a source of intense irritation. So I need to apologize to Ubisoft. I had no idea how bad it it could get. Uh, (laughs) Am I being too petty? Because you guys have both played Borderlands 3. No, no, it's horrible. No, Uh, I'm impressed. Like, I thought Rage 2 maybe was the case on that one, right? But, (laughs) no, and, you know, and I will say this, too. It is totally not fair because Borderlands 2 was written by some really talented writers. Yeah. Uh, intensely talented writers, uh, Anthony Birch. Uh, yeah, they had. Yeah, I don't. Whatever. He's a really good guy. A really good writer. So this is just. Oh my God. It's like, you know, it's like, hey, we played Borderlands too. Uh, we're not as funny as those guys, but uh, you know, screw it. Let's try it anyway, and just kind of. And my my um, main issue with this, by the way, because I played plenty of games with, with crappy writing, and in those games I can skip over it. But my but, main issue with Borderlands oh, Three God. is how it really thinks I want to partake of this sense of of this sketch comedy nonsense. Like it really is pleased with itself, and it thinks that I should be pleased with it, and it makes it unskippable for me. Like I hate going into turning quests because I know somebody's going to talk at me for you know like a paragraph of text or whatever. Uh, it is constantly there, and it won't get out of my way uh and i get the sense that it's just very pleased with itself and that just makes it even more irritating no it's terrible yeah i mean i hate the fact that you can't run away from someone they start talking to you over their damn walkie-talkie you know it's like it's like come on man no you're gonna listen yeah yeah jesus i just want to hear mad moxie talk shit for 45 minutes guys that's not why that's why i play borderlands i don't want to shoot stuff or have fun because it really Go you ahead, are Nick, going sorry. to hear about Rice's or Riss's mustache for the next 20 minutes. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> oh, oh for fun's so sake. Oh, I'm yeah. slapping my knee. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Why? 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 Who, who thought that was funny? <laughs> and then they just keep going back to it. Like, oh, it's, you know what's funny? Yeah. The mustache joke. Let's do the mustache joke. <laughs> All right, so Borderlands, though, not really a narrative game as much as it, it oh. tries to get in your face as one. Let's pretend then uh, – okay, forget that stuff. Let's move past it. Let's let's pretend – just pretend, and this might be difficult. Let's pretend you actually enjoy that. That you Here we go. Whoa. I don't want to go too far. Let's, well, let's, pretend, let's, pretend, that you, let's yeah. pretend that you don't mind it. Oh, okay, fair enough. Okay, okay. that right. said, then, how would you feel about Borderlands 3 as a game? Nick, you're playing it as well, right? Uh, yes. Okay, so and, how uh, would you feel, if you didn't mind the, the writing being up in your face and unskippable, how would you feel about it as a game? Um, I, kind of frustrated, oh. I think. Okay. Kind of frustrated, yeah. I, I, I really, really like the change in the shooting and movement. Mm-hmm. I now super detest the inventory and 
managing my ammo and uh, just a lot of the progression-based stuff. Well, now, surely they learned a lot in Borderlands 1 and 2. Surely they have fixed some of these. Like, these are issues that presumably have gotten better and better as they go along. Presumably now they're they're at least better than they were, wouldn't you say? Right. You would think, you know, if you went from Borderlands 1 to Borderlands 2, you would expect in Borderlands 3, oh, we've learned our lesson. We should dot the maps with even more vending machine areas so that you can be able to sell off, you know, your garbage. Um, now, in fact, this time around, there's only one set of vending machines in every level at the beginning. You know, I mean, not only that, too, but those maps, uh, it's so boring. It, it really is. Like, I expected there would be some difference, like, with the layouts, or at least the technology. Yep. But I think if, if you were to show me, I don't maybe it's unfair to say if you were to show me screenshots, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. That, But... This looks exactly and feels exactly the layout, uh, exactly like the previous games. No, like in... this feels worse, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, Borderlands 2 had stuff going on on the map. You know, it, you didn't have long stretches without anything. And you have a lot of that in this game. Are they ex- they're expecting you to drive past a lot of it, maybe? I yeah, mean, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's, except for the maps that have no vehicles. Ah, well. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Like, fuck, fucking Athena's. I, yeah. I, I gotta tell you, I hate that area. I hate it. I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. <laughs> well, uh, so then at least the character progression has gotten better, right? Like, oh. surely there's cool stuff there. No, they've gone backwards on that, too. Actually, do you feel like... I've only played one of the characters. I've played the chick who uh, turns into a a mech. uh, And I don't know if there was a class that did this before, but she can pick, like, kind of loadouts, a different weapon for the right and left hand, and then she can stick a modifier under each weapon. I I felt like that was more... do that, too. Okay. I felt that that was more substantial than stuff I was doing in the previous Borderlands, as far as giving me choices for a kind of a player build and and letting me vary it. Uh, I I think my big problem is the way it's laid out. I mean, there's not, like, a lot of interesting information involved on the skill tree. Uh, It's all just like, hey, you get, like, 3% more reload speed. But, McMaster, you can do it five times. Right, which, oh, God. (laughs) Thank God, because uh, you know how I like to reload. Master, if uh, 3% reload speed, I mean, if if that's not interesting to you once, surely it's going to be interesting to you the fifth time you have to do it. Eventually, yeah, you'll come to enjoy it. (laughs) Oh, no, you'll like it. (laughs) um, But here's what I don't get, though, and I don't know. Maybe I'm imagining this, but this game seems like it takes forever between levels. It, I really feel that the level, yeah, I feel like the degree of change that you're talking about might yeah. work if you leveled up more frequently. And that's uh, all I'm saying, because, like, I feel at this point I'd be, like, level 30 or 40 in Borderlands 2, you know, and I'm yeah. in my teens. So it's, like, it's really strange, because it's like, oh, God, yes, thank you. I just played two damn hours of this game to get 2% reload speed and yeah. to access to some slightly crappy, less crappy guns. Yeah, this is not fun if, like, only cool shit happens at the end of the game. And and that, too, is uh, what – so the, 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 I, I detest Borderlands 3, by the way. I cannot stand I this like game. I really like the gunplay. I really yeah. like – like I said, anytime I'm shooting at something, I'm enjoying that. They've got solid gunplay in here. Yeah. But it's an action RPG, and they have fumbled – the two major tiers of gameplay that pull you through an action RPG, namely the character progression and the loot chase. Yep. Both of those are so badly fumbled in Borderlands 3 that it doesn't make me want to play. I can get good p- gunplay in plenty of games. Uh, it, mm-hmm. What keeps me into an action RPG is the loot chase and the character progression. And this is so screwed. And it's not just screwed up. It's more like they haven't learned a single thing since 
Diablo 3 or even since Borderlands 2. You know, the, yeah. the, the inventory stuff that Nick is talking about, nobody – like I get so much stuff in Borderlands 3 that I don't care about, and I have so little oh room God. to carry it, which is quite <laughs> the combo. That's the wrong way to do it. Normally, it give yourself just very little room for lots of stuff you care about or – Here's the other alternative. Give you lots of room for lots of stuff you don't care about. They did it the completely back-asswards way. I can oh, carry yeah. like 12 things, and there's 100 pieces of junk in front of me. That's that's the, the absolute wrong way to do a loot chase. Um, and furthermore, so with with all that junk, like the the they do some really cool things things with guns, but it is such a chore sifting through all that chaff to try to find the pieces of wheat to find to find the cool guns. That mm-hmm. ultimately, I I'm like, okay, you know what? Fuck it, I don't care. I'll I'll look at some of these blues later on. Uh, like I feel it's so unnecessary. And yep. and furthermore. J- even aside from the character progression, which I we talked about, which I just feel is way too slow, um, the, the the just the whole interface, the whole UI, for me going into because what'll happen a lot, Nick, you talked about the lack of inventory or the lack of vending machines, which I would normally be okay with because it kind of forces you to scrounge as you play and right to make choices. Exactly. Well, it, and to make the choice to spend time. Uh, holding down the E button and going over every green lit up thing to just scoop up as much ammo and money as you can find. But but here's the thing, though, that it, it does in practice is that it forces me to keep a gun that uses each type of ammo. So I've got my two favorite guns, and I guess at a certain point you get three and four, but I keep in my inventory, you know, one for when I – when you run out of a type of ammo, you just go to a gun that you have the ammo for. But yet, going into the inventory to swap out those guns is so just, like, tedious, and why make me do that? If I can only carry 12 things, let me cycle through them. Let me give them a hotkey. Um, this whole idea that they have that, okay, early in the game you only get two guns. Later you're going to unlock a third one. Why are they even doing that when, when I can just pause the game and go into the inventory and swap in a new gun? And lots of games do this, but it's just penalizing me with inventory or with with uh, interface hassle to go and swap out a third or a fourth gun if I don't have that slot unlocked. Um, so there's just so many things that better action that even mediocre action RPGs have learned over the years that I feel like Gearbox just isn't paying attention. Uh, no, I, <laughs> man, it's freaking <laughs> Like, say, for instance, this is something that drives me insane. Um, and I don't know, maybe this is this is petty or whatever, but I'm in the hub, and I'm running around, and I see a treasure chest. I hit a button to loot it, and I've used one of the golden keys because I loot everything in this game, right? Well, a prompt did tell you it was a golden key, didn't it? No. No, I mean mm. if you're if you're running around and you hit <laughs> just hitting buttons to loot because this is Borderlands and you because that's how everything. you do it, right, right, right. Yeah, it doesn't say. Are you sure you want to do? You this? know what I'm thinking of, McMaster? I'm thinking of when I've tried to open it and haven't had a golden key. Yeah. It's more than right. happy to tell me I need one. Then okay, right, right, right. right. No, well, yeah, you run up to it, you hit it, it, like it comes up and says it has a little golden key icon next to it with how many you have. Right. That's about it. And, and so you do this at, like, level 7. So you get these, like, 45, like, trash golds or whatever laying around you. <laughs> and you just, you know, you have to go sell them or whatever. But the, gun, well, you the just, guns... You just, uh, you just follow Randy Pitchford's Twitter, and then you'll get more gold keys. Oh, right? Man, That's how that works. That whole thing is weird to me. Like, Diablo never... Diablo flirted with the whole auction house, which removed yeah. the loot chase from the gameplay. And, and Blizzard realized, yeah, maybe that's not a good that's idea, crap. and they backed off from it. Yeah. I don't understand this idea of decoupling the loot chase from the game and tacking it onto social media. Like, I, actually, you know what? I guess I do understand, because that's what they're doing, is they don't care about the in-game loot chase. They just care about getting people to buy their games and follow what they're making. Uh, they, you know, make sure they've got publicity, advertising, marketing. Because uh, that's, I guess, what the shift codes do, is it just gives them a direct line of marketing communication to right. people who are playing the game by tapping into the in-game loot chase, by right. basically they, compromising the game design with a business decision. I hate that. Yeah, they want you to like, follow, and obey. Ouch. Yeah, wow. You made it sound very Orwellian. <laughs> <laughs> or Calypsian. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, the stupid Calypso twins. 
Uh, you know, they are the worst. Uh, ah. You know, Handsome Jack or whatever is he's pretty entertaining. Uh, you know, whatever. He's obnoxious, over the top. But they always knew when to pull it back uh, a bit. Yeah, they, you don't, know, they don't. There's a lot of tongue-in-cheek. And in this one, it just doesn't... Man, it's missing that something, you know. I was kind of hoping one of you guys was going to stand up for Borderlands 3. I didn't realize no, we were all going to gripe about it. <laughs> oh, no. I, You know, I stream a lot. And, like, I was streaming it the other day. And one of my regular viewers goes, man, you you don't seem like you really want to be playing this game. <laughs> I was like, you are correct, sir. The you thing is, though, when you when you get into like a, a groove oh, yeah. with with the cool guns during some of the cool battles, like like I, that part is good, but mm-hmm. it's the the price I'm asked to pay with the slow character progression and the completely fumbled loot chase, it's just not it's just not worth it. I've got games that yeah. don't do that to me, and I just assume go play them, even if the gunplay mm-hmm. is good, which it is. It's great. Feels awesome. I love the different guns. I love how they've given them even more personality. Uh, but I feel like Gearbox is comprised entirely of people who think up cool-looking guns and gun effects, and nobody who knows UI or no writers or no environmental artists, no character (laughs) animators, no game designers, just people thinking, hey, here's a cool gun to shoot a cool way at at something awesome. I mean, to be fair, it has pretty good animations. You can't burn the character well, they had to be also, and exactly because animations too are part of the 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 guns, like the way the guns are animated. Yeah, right. uh, so yeah, that that's totally fair, McMaster. But I just feel like they get that gunplay stuff so so they understand that so well. Why don't they understand the other facets of an action RPG? Uh, it's baffling I, yeah, to me. It's just yeah, playing this game. I just I don't understand why. It's like you get a gun and then it's a gun you enjoy, but you don't find anything to replace it. For a really long time, until it gets to the point where you might as well just be, you know, spitting at them or something, or kicking dirt at them because you're not doing any damage. You know, right. it just God, it's oh, it's abysmal. Well, yeah, that's part of the you know part of a loot chase is invariably a loot churn. And it just feels, too, like with all the junk they're throwing at me, most of it is junk because the loot churn is relatively slow. Is I get this great gun, and it's awesome, and then I look at 100 other guns that don't live up to it, uh, and then maybe the 101st eventually, okay, i got to swap it out now because it's not killing bad guys fast enough. Yeah. Uh, It's basically like it has to be pried from my hands. (laughs) Yeah, and on top of that, like, with how slow you level, it it also – they love to give you a gun that's, like, one level higher than you. Oh, right, right. So you're always, like, one level behind everything in your inventory. So you're like, well, I don't know. This might be pretty cool. I can't try it out yet because I can't equip it. But I'd better hang on to it. Right, so it's even like, though it's a, it's a gray rocket launcher, but I'm still going to hang on to it just because it might do something cool I haven't seen right. when, I, when I level up. You yeah. know, and yeah, if and I bought you... up to like 24 inventory slots at this point, but that goes pretty quick in a game like this. Yeah, yeah. If you if you go farther in the game, <laughs> this is this is the this is the teeth grinder for me. Okay. There are items, right? There's uh, character mods. And then there are artifacts, right? That right. so they're the the very bottom two items on your paper doll that you it's, can. It's, yeah, it's equip. taunting yeah, you sure. with those slots. That, that so they're, yeah. I've here's opened, the I've opened artifacts. It's much like the Borderlands Two thing, yeah. where you got the specialization on your uh, ultimate or whatever. Yeah, it just gives so you bonus points. Yeah. The problem is those items, the loot tables are tied to your character level, but not necessarily where you are in the campaign progression. Wait, wait so, so why? Go ahead. So, at, at certain points, you can start seeing this stuff drop from enemies, oh, but, but you can't you use can't it, use it oh, because oh. you haven't done the stupid main <laughs> mission yet. Yeah, yeah, I had that happen to me. And I'm just yeah. like, oh my god, now I gotta go back to the stupid main mission that I hate. <laughs> now, this is weird to me, but intriguing, and I've seen it in a few games, and I'm always – I don't know if this is a good decision, but here I'm super curious about it. There's a whole page in my – in the interface that says, oh, you can't do anything here until you've uh, finished the storyline, oh, which yeah, I guess yeah. is like prestige levels or it's like yep. those those extra levels in Diablo. Like, what, What's going on on that page? It was in Borderlands 2. Yeah, well. it's just in this one they don't allow you to use it until you finish the campaign. Right. So once you finish the campaign, you can go. You can obviously do, you know, what they call 
uh, mayhem levels, but it's new game plus basically, right? Okay. Where you can go back through, play the game again. Now it's harder. You still keep your level and your skills and inventory, but um, now you know so, everything's harder or whatever. But mm-hmm. that page, all that stuff are gonna. It, that's all gonna be like. It, the things you have done throughout the game, like the little in-game achievements, now contribute to that. Like, I wondered like, hey, where those were going. Because I could Yeah, because I was yeah. getting little messages about, hey, you've killed a tenth guy with acid. And yeah. I was like, well, where can I look at these objectives? Where can I look at these achievements? That's what's on that page? That's yeah, what's on that's, page. Yeah. That's for, yeah, like in Borderlands 2, though, it's spread across every character. Uh, I, I can't don't even look on the page where I'm is. getting these achievements yet? Yeah, so, so, it, it's it's it works across the account for your characters, but yeah, it's not just that character. Yeah, and, and when you unlock, like, if you were to do the whole campaign and unlock it, like, right. you get to it, you're gonna see a bunch of those are already done. Yeah, because, because I've been yeah. playing the game, been right? Playing, right. So why can't the, I see them before yeah. I unlock that page? Because uh, because Randy Pritchford hates you. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's true. Follow the, his Twitter. <laughs> Well, that's another thing too. That that's 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 a thing that like achievements. Plenty of us, and I know I speak for me and McMaster. Nick, you might be above this, but plenty of us fall prey to just chasing achievements that mean oh, sure. nothing. So if that had been like I literally I was looking for, oh, if I kill a bunch of people with acid, what am I going to get? Let me find the page where it's tracking that. Maybe a tooltip will tell me. And I couldn't even find where that information was. I didn't realize it was all being tracked behind a locked screen. Yeah. That it, is so weird. weird. There's So if you go into the map, there's a part of the map in the, in the legend. Yeah, the area have, objectives thing. Right, yeah. there's area objectives, but then there's also challenges. And some of those are in there as well, and it's just... When you fulfill that right. thing, like, oh, you've shot three of the Inferno racks on this level. Those gives, I can you, find. Right. Yeah, yeah, it'll give you, like, oh, 500 XP extra or whatever. Ooh. Yeah. It, uh, so it'll give you that, but but they're, t- they're small. It's not right. a lot. It's maybe, like, a handful per level. Most of those are going on that page that's locked out for you until you finish the game. Right. And by the way, if you finish the game like I did... Yeah... What they do with Tiny Tina. Oh, what? Like, it just makes me angry. It's just, it's not nothing, it's not bad. It's just, she's she's so horribly written this time around. Is it Ashley Birch, though? I, I think it is. I think it oh, is. Oh, yeah. Voice. Yeah. But yeah, it, yeah. it's terribly written. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, when does shame. she come into the game? During the storyline? Yeah, she does. Yeah, she shows up. She's, like, wearing bunny ears and... I mean, it's her at first, and I was, like, super happy. I was like, oh, shit, Tiny Tina, all right. And then, nah, it's but terrible. But even Tiny Tina, they, oh, that is so sad. You know, I, I just need to uninstall this right now before I'm tempted to play it. <laughs> no, no, hell, you need to play it with me, and we'll both be punished. I, I want to know what happens. <laughs> but, Master, we did play Like, I, It's another thing, too. How have they not learned this from other action RPGs? You and I played, but I I was at a higher level than you, so you couldn't do anything meaningful, and things were one shotting. Like it, it didn't. Isn't there a way we can play that will? So to be fair, it really wasn't that bad for me. Okay. Uh, I, when I jumped in, I had not played the game like at all, so I really didn't know what was going on. Was really the issue. So but I do the remember first... there's a way online. There's two modes yes. you can go online, and I think one was more prohibitive in terms of level scaling. I, I think. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem I have is I do want to try this multiplayer because, right. like, I, hardly anybody I know plays this game or because they played it a little bit and went, no, I don't want to do this anymore. So I'm, I'm really kind of curious as to if it's any better right. with, two, with, you know, more people. Um, when uh, When is the next Ghost Recon out? Isn't that impending? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't what we play it? that instead of Borderlands 3? That seems fair. Or Gears. We could play hard mode, you know. And uh... you guys, you guys, so I, I, 
I played the campaign for a while, and I got to where it becomes an open world, and by then I just burned out on the, the Gears gunplay. I was like, yeah, I appreciate what they were doing for me just to let me know what was up there. But by the time I'd walked through that, that snow village for an hour to just get to where the open world was, I just I, – I was out. I'm like, okay, I'm bored of Gears 5. I'm done. Oh, yeah. No, it's – I don't know. And, and that's another game that has kind of like a dead open world you know right. oh yeah. It's, yeah it's like yeah you just wander up to a barn and there's a there's like a picture of, of somebody and you're like oh hell yeah thank you thank <laughs> you i've been i've been praying for this day you know well it's weird it's got that thing too where they introduce early on like in the tutorially area prologue area whatever where oh you can sneak up on dudes and right kill them, right, right right silently yeah. and yeah, then there's stealth in this game and then yeah, and then it's like oh, yeah. yeah, you might do it like three or more times in the whole game because yeah. <laughs> because of course it's it's one of those things where as soon as you kill the first guy, everyone pops off on you. So you're like, yeah, all right, that was I guess worth it to get rid of one dude. I, right. I don't yeah. know what this was about. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If you play three player campaign, by the way, someone has to play Jack. Just letting you know. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's all right. So. Yeah, but I'm always playing Jack, it seems. So. Well, McMaster, I'll give you a break. Yeah. All right, that so. sounds good. Oh, Thank you know what? what? Sorry, I uninstalled Gears 5. Oops. Oh. <laughs> Which, uh, if you want to listen to me right now, I'm about to do with Borderlands 3. So. Oh, my God. We're oh. hearing it being deleted. So uh, there you go. We've got some Modern Warfare, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, a little bit of Greedfall, uh, a little bit of Borderlands 3. A marked lack of enthusiasm about the three titles we, we covered this this uh, week. Yeah, I think Let's Greedfall can... came out the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's weird when a sort of a janky uh, action RPG like that uh, is the our favorite of the podcast. So oh, yeah. we'll we'll see how things go in two weeks, though. We'll have more yes. stuff. We'll have some surge to talk about. Some what? It, it's called. Is it called Breakpoint? Ghost Recon Breakpoint? Yeah, I don't know when that comes out. Though. But wait, is that the name of it? Am I getting it right? I I think so. Yeah, Ghost Recon Break It Off. Break it. <laughs> and it's like Breakpoint. Break it's it's just. That, I don't know if you guys realize this. Those are the words Point Break, but backwards. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, I cracked are you the code. Uh, also starring the Punisher. <laughs> wait, what are you talking about? Thomas Jane is in it? No. <laughs> I wish Thomas Jane was in it. I, I don't know I what you mean then when wait. you say starring the Punisher. Oh, John Bernthal? Yeah. Oh, because oh, he's the Punisher on TV. Wait, he's is that right. a bad thing, though? I don't, no, I don't think it's a bad thing. No, it's no, fine. yeah, I love John Bernthal. Yeah. yeah. Ubisoft wants to write John Bernthal a fat check. Like, okay. Oh, well, yeah, I'm good with that, too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's great in uh, Sicario. What's the Jeremy Renner in the Cold Wilderness movie? And Wind River. Shane. Oh, well, well, Walking Dead, of course, right. That's where everybody knows right. him from. But when, since then, when Walking Dead was good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And since then, he, he decided the, the advantage of them killing him off early is he went on to have a kind of a cool <laughs> film career, whereas Andrew Lincoln stuck around for eight seasons to just annoy us. So uh, yeah. Oh man, uh, no, Shane stuck around <laughs> a lot longer than he did in the comic too. He doesn't make it that far. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. Oh no no, Shane, Shane get killed real fast. In the comic. Oh. oh really? Oh yeah yeah no uh, yeah. Yeah, Rick ain't gonna. It, Rick don't truck with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, before we get into too much Walking Dead, uh, that's our podcast. Join us in two weeks for more stuff. I am Tom Chick. I've been here with Jason McMaster and Nick Diamond, and we'll talk to everyone in two weeks. Cheers. Cheers.